Hey friends, this is a short teaser of a follow-up episode that I put out for patrons today with Nathan Hadley. Nathan was on the podcast last summer and is a total dark horse. He's based in Seattle, Washington and is an incredibly accomplished and impressive rock climber. And in this conversation, we talked about a recent trip Nathan had to Colorado. He was climbing in Rocky Mountain National Park up on the Diamond on Long's Peak and was able to make one of the fastest ascents, maybe the fastest ascent of the honeymoon is over, which is one of the hardest routes on the diamond. It's about seven pitches, three of them are 513 up to 13C, and the route's about a thousand feet long, going from 13,000 feet up to topping out Long's Peak at 14,000 feet. And Nathan did it on his second day, which I think is the fastest ascent of the route by anybody ever, which is amazing. He also flashed the gambler's fallacy, which I believe was the second ascent after Chris Widener. Chris and I talked about that in our episode earlier this year. So it was just an amazing trip. And in this follow-up, we talked about Nathan's prep for the trip, how he got ready for it. And then I was really curious to hear how he approached projecting the honeymoon. So we talked about his first day on the route with his buddy, Mike Kersner, who's also been on the show. And he talked me through what that day of prep looked like, how they sussed the route, and about the day of the send as well and how that went. So it was a really fun conversation. The full episode is available right now for patrons, and the full episode is a little over an hour. It's about an hour and three minutes. So if you like what you hear in this teaser and would like to hear the whole thing, along with over 20 other follow-up episodes that I've published so far, you can go over to thenuggetclimbing.com, click on the support the podcast button, and you should be able to find your way to Patreon from there. Thanks for checking out this teaser, and I hope you enjoy. Okay, let's yeah. back let's back up a little bit. I'm curious for people that aren't familiar with the diamond, and including myself, I've never been up there. Um, mm -hmm. what did the start of that day look like? Like what time did you get up and what does the hike look like to get to the top of that thing to wrap in? Oh yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that. The, the start of the day, I think for our, our top rope soloing mission, that was like the latest that we woke up, um, which was four 30, I think. <laughs> So uh. yeah, for most of them, for several of our days, we were, I think we did one three o'clock day and two one thirty get ups. But thirty get up. Uh, oh so man! For the hike to the top mission, yeah, we we woke up at four thirty and then started hiking at five thirty. I've been doing some night bouldering sessions in the park and I've certainly stayed up past 1.30 a couple times <laughs> in the last couple weeks, but um, nice. yeah, I I've don't know if I've ever woken up as early as 1.30 yeah. in the morning. That's incredible. <laughs> we were on the opposite of the Rocky Mountain bouldering schedule. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Rocky Mountain bouldering wow. schedule, you start at like 10 p.m. and go till like 2, right? Right. And Exactly. And then hope you can find your way back to the trail. <laughs> and then the, di the, the, the climbers and the diamond are starting when you guys are hiking back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. It's brutal. Yeah. What is, how long is the hike? The hike to the top is like four hours or four and a half. Oh my gosh. It's a total slog. 
Yeah. And did you just have like one massive static line for the uh, top rope soloing? Yeah, 200 meters. Wow. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Who carried that? <laughs> 200 meters, just. Yeah. Uh, 200 meters <laughs> just gets you down to the the base of the first 513. Wow. On the honeymoon is over. So, yeah. Those things are heavy, man. That's a hell of a load to, to huff up there. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's brutal. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's probably, it's worth it to, to TR solo. It's just like, so much more efficient right. to work stuff out um are you like I've, i i don't i'm not that familiar with the diamond like i said i know there's some bolts up there is it like all gear is it a mixed route um are you rehearsing gear placements as well as the climbing yeah we're looking at the gear a little bit the honeymoon is over is is like a more it's like a little sportier in the sense that like the there's some bolts and then on the crux pitch there's a lot of um fixed stoppers okay um so yeah we ended up placing like uh maybe like only three or four cams on the crux pitch um and none of them were like particularly hard placements um so and then the other pitches the the 13b and the 13a they're the hard sections are bolted. Um, yeah, as a basically a rule. And then there's some easier climbing in between the, the cruxy like bouldery sections and, and that will be gear protected, but it's, it's like, it's much more moderate. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I want to know what happens after that first day. Um, do you take a rest day? Are you guys like, drawing little topos and talking about the route and breaking it down? Or are you just like visualizing it over and over in your head? I'm curious how you, how you're synthesizing all that information after that first day and what that process looks like leading up to the, the red point attempt. Yeah, I think, I think all we, we pretty much did was just kind of talk through the moves on the hike down and then just hope that we remembered them. <laughs> Actually, the 13C was really funny. We were like trying to talk through it on the way down, but it's like so sustained. Like, yeah, it's just this like a ret feature that you're following for a while. And a lot of it like blurs together. So we, we like we're trying to remember the different like hard sections and we couldn't actually, <laughs> we couldn't remember them on the way down. So, yeah, I don't know. We didn't, we just kind of like hoped that we would remember for sure. Um, the, <laughs> the 13 B I like knew exactly, like I could, I kind of just had just a mental picture of the crux news in my mind. Like, cause I had climbed it three times, mm -hmm. but, but then the 13 a pitch, we had only climbed once and we were like, we didn't really remember it very well. Um, and then the 13C was just, yeah, it was like, it was so it's, it's a super long pitch and it's just this really kind of sustained direct climbing with all these like intricate moves and feet. And it just, it just kind of blurred together too much. 
Um, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, we, we're definitely like, it, it would be better to have it, have it like more dialed and, you know, like after getting on it again, I sent Mike, Mike, unfortunately didn't, he was really close, but we talked about it again. And he like, at that point had like pretty good notes about like the gear and, you know, the kind of crux by crux sections on the, on the 13 C pitch. Um, I think just after our first day on it, we just like, we couldn't remember enough. Um, so yeah. And he's yeah. still out here. He is. Yeah. I, I need to check in with him, but he might be going back on it tomorrow. Okay. To give it another red point burn. Okay. The weather looks really good for him. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully it works out. Um, it's, it's a little bit cruxy to find partners to <laughs> with you. so he yeah. was a little bit stressed about that yeah but i think he found somebody um yeah okay so you you have the 12 to 12 hour car to car day and then you take i assume you take a rest day and then wake up at 1 30 in the morning and and go for it <laughs> yeah how did the day of yeah. how'd it go how'd it play out um yeah so first we had, we had been like one day on one day off. So we, we like basically got into town and then the next day spent our first day on that, like warm up climb and then took a day off and then did our TR soloing day and then took a day off and then went for our red point. And that was definitely not ideal. Um, but I think there was like a little bit of weather. So it was just what we had to do. Um, what would have been ideal? Just more rest? yeah more rest i think i think like a couple days at least in between like going up on the diamond if you're like doing just in the day in a day missions like we were and not camping up there um yeah it's like you need like it's there's such hard days you need like time to like build back the psych Mm. so we were kind of forcing it a little bit this first few days we're like like okay we got we're like gonna fucking do it like, it's like, but like deep down we're like oh like 130 start like Dude. Oh, like a 15 or 16 hour day it doesn't sound very good right now i just did that <laughs> i'm so. still trying to wrap my head around that i'm like is that even morning do you like eat food do you drink coffee at 1 30 in the morning <laughs> I just, oh I, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would, I mean, I think Mike didn't eat. He would just have some tea and then like ate later in the day. But I had coffee and ate. Um, but I feel like your, your, your digestion system, or mine at least, was like just kind of struggling the whole morning to like totally know what to do with food that early. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're just like the whole, like the whole, the whole hike up you're just kind of like farting like, <laughs> like you're just like obviously struggling to to like process the food yeah i don't know i think i have like a lot to probably to learn as far as like what i should be eating on days like like that um mm. that's sure. that's so interesting like 
that's such a funny thing to say, given how hard the climbing is and how big of a piece of it that is. But days like that are so about the logistics, about the food and when you're going to get there and when the wall's in the shade and the conditions and what to wear and like all that sort of stuff comes into play. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, the layering, deciding which layers are like often like a 20, 20 minute conversation. Mike and I were like, <laughs> this, this layer, this layer, you know, like I was a little cold the other day, you know, what should I tweak or do differently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What was the original? Oh, how did the, the yeah, day the, go? The yeah, day so we, woke up at, uh, we woke up at 1.30 and we're hiking at 2.30. And then it's, it's maybe like close to three hours to the base of the north chimney and so the diamond like the wall proper um kind of sits up above these slabs um and there's this chimney that like kind of cuts through the middle of these lower slabs and you know a lot of people they either just simul the the chimney um or solo it there's there's a lot of loose rock in the chimney. So it's like, it's arguably better to solo because Mm. the rope won't be like knocking rocks around. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. And we were, um, we would get there at the same time as like some other parties and um, who are climbing with a rope. um, And uh, we're able to usually be the first ones up, which was, it was nice for us, but it like for everyone else, it sucks to be below somebody, um, in that chimney. Um, cause you're like, you know, we would get every day, like kind of roping up at the base of the diamond proper up on the ledge above the North chimney. And, you know, we would hear like rocks falling and people mm-hmm. yelling rock and, and there's definitely like people below them. And so it's, it's that, that the, the North chimney is kind of like the one pretty unsavory thing about climbing the diamond. There is a way to get around it. You can like hike up higher and then like repel into the, the ledge at the base of the diamond. Um, it seems like that's like a semi-popular thing to do. Um, but like, I think there's something to be said about like kind of starting from the bottom of the wall, like proper and climbing the North chimney. I think it just feels like more like you're climbing the wall. Um, so yeah. And it's like, I think once you figure it out, it's not, it's not terrible. It's just like, uh, kind of annoying. Um, and so we, we, it takes like three hours to get to the base of that and then maybe 30 or 45 minutes to climb that you know, maybe just 30. Um, I don't know how tall it is. It's maybe like five or 600 feet to get to the the base of the wall. Um, and then I think it would take us usually around four hours in the car, including the North chimney to like be at the base of the route and be racking up and starting to climb. Um, so, and then like the wall proper starts at above around 13,000 and is about a thousand feet. So you're climbing from 13,000 to 14,000 approximately. Man. 
Yeah. And it's like generally like seven to, I don't know, seven to 10 pitches of climbing, depending on the route. Yeah. So it, it, yeah, it took us about four hours and then we, I, the plan was for me to take the first block and to lead through the 513 C crux pitch. Um, and the first three pitches went pretty smooth because we had climbed them before. They're super fun. Like the honeymoon is over. It's kind of just like, it, like it's one of the best routes I've climbed because every single pitch on that route is really high quality climbing. So those, the first three pitches are like definitely not throw away at all. Like they're like super fun, good climbing. Um, the second pitch especially is like kind of, you kind of diagonal across the space and like kind of connecting these cracks and there's a bunch of face holds. The gear is like a little bit funky, but it's like all kind of barely there. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you're just like questing across this like open face. It's really cool. Um, and then the third pitch is a sandbag 511 plus and you're like stemming in this like perfect corner really really high quality rock um really interesting corner and stemming moves kind of thinky gear but it's all there again um thinky i like that so those pitches all <laughs> those pitches all went smooth and then I uh, headed off on the the 13th C pitch and made it pretty high and fell my first go on it. Um, so, and then our plan was like, you know, if we fall, it will just like swap leads. So I lowered down. Um, you know, at that point, it was like just. Hey, friends, thank you for listening to that teaser of my follow-up with Nathan Hadley. Again, if you want to hear the whole thing, go over to thenuggetclimbing.com and click on the Support the Podcast button at the top of the page. Or you can just scroll down right there in your podcast app, and I put a link to Patreon right in the app. So you should be one click away to signing up. It's five bucks a month if you want to support the show and get access to the follow-up that you just heard. Uh, The full thing's a little over an hour. I've also published... I think 22 follow-ups total now. So there's a lot of great content to be had. If you sign up for Patreon, many more hours of great conversations with many of your favorite guests from the show. Again, it's five bucks a month. I hope that doesn't feel like a big ask for you. And I hope you don't even notice it leaving your bank account each month, but it really does add up quickly for me and every dollar truly helps. I really appreciate all of the support. Thank you guys. Be well. And we'll see you next time. Like we do it.